How's everyone doing tonight? Well, you guys have had a weekend. We're jealous in a good way. If there's a way you can be jealous in a good way. We really so wish to, to have been here, but we hearing about all the testimonies and just everything that happened over the weekend. Amen. He's moving. He's moving. So we're just humbled and honored to be here. Thank you so much, Brother Miles and Miss Lisa. We're just so grateful and honored to, to be here with you all. It's such a privilege and an honor and just excited about what's going on. Dan, do you have a pad back there? Is there a pad in tech world? If there? Okay. No worries. Sorry. And Victoria, thank you. Good to see you. Praise the Lord. Um, he's moving, guys. He's moving. There's so much going on in the world. We see such an intensity that's increasing. You don't have to go far outside these doors to just see the intensity personally, in families, in communities, across our nation, across the pages of the news. You can see there's an intensity that's building in this hour. There's so much that wants to pull away, wants to distract, wants to take our attention, wants to vie for our attention. And it all comes with one purpose and one assignment, to pull our attention from the focus on him. And so there are moments, there are times, there are moads, there are set times when gifts in the body and those things that are being worked in other parts of the body come and work in a local house. And as a family, we're able to partake of these things like this past weekend has been. And, you know, I was just inquiring of the Lord and then just hearing what Miles was sharing earlier. I was like, all right, Lord, I'll go for it. I love the family of God. I love it. We've been given the spirit of sonship. We've been born again, not just to be servants, to, but to come into this place of sonship. And so the church is the family of God, and it's an amazing thing how he joins us all together as family. We love family. We have, uh, you know, spiritual dads and moms. Oh, and we love that. Amen? You have such an amazing spiritual dad and mom in this house that the Lord has entrusted with the responsibility, not just of the house, but of the oversight of each and everyone's spiritual growth. That's not some small responsibility. That's just not something, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a holy thing. It's something that they'll stand before the Lord and give an account of the lives that were entrusted into their oversight. And I know by the Spirit, this man and this woman, they don't take that job lightly. And you sense that parental love the love of Jesus that comes, that just emanates off of both of them. And I mean, none of these words is flattery. Hear me on what I'm saying. There's a great responsibility. Oh, we love it. We love how, you know, Miles just loves on people so well. Lisa loves on people so well, and it's so good. Isn't it great? But there's an assignment that's on this man and this woman. There's an assignment not just to put on a service, so that we can come in and we can enjoy the presence of the Lord and we can experience and encounter that presence, which is wonderful. I love it. I love it. But there is an assignment. 
and the outworkings of it to do the part that's required here to change a region, to change a nation. And so part of awakening, part of this move of God, part of all this that we are connected with, there is that of the anointing that sets people free. There's also that of the anointing that causes a body to come together in such a way that it can advance and move forward and impact in a greater measure and to a greater level than it ever has before. And there requires a response on the part of each and every one of us in order for that assignment to reach its destination. It's not just a thing of, well, you know, I've got all this going on, the person to my right and the person to my left, and I promise you, I have not talked to Miles. I did not know he was going to say anything about helps or anything like this. I, I just take this as a holy thing in obedience to the Lord of what I'm speaking here. But I say it as a word of encouragement because what the Lord has in the day ahead for kingdom awakening and the plan that he has is glorious in its outworking. And the destination that he is bringing you into shall astound the very imaginations of each and every one of you. Because the plans and the purposes of God shall be fulfilled in the outworkings through each and every one of your lives as you come together as one. Just let's pray in tongues for a couple sentences. In the rivers of Profascambushka Serto Ambros Denenche, Aroskafais of Profans in Ostone, Raise up in a covenant, Arofasika finds in Ostamo, Birovando Rovaska finds the Erovaska Fasha on the Roste, Birnore and the Efreven Oreven Scambroven Endo, Erovaski Findrosi Profasono, Rains up in a Fosto si Profanirunda, Ros in Ocavento. Rendo arovitro sambone endor sambo. Ah, rosambro fanzando. For a spiritual father and mother, yes, they are. But there is that of the kingdom that is of rank and order as well. And we in the body of Christ that have come out of denominationalism and the traditions of men and have come into the experience of the Holy Spirit and into the experience of of the charismata. Speaking for myself can sometimes throw off the sense of there's any sense of order to these things. Now hear me on this. Ambros te kavana shose pravanzanto, erovanda kafraye, o roskavando ropen saframboskavanche. The kingdom of darkness is very organized in its advancements against humanity. And we as the church think that we can operate in a part time manner and then go about our daily lives. And think that we're going to have the glorious awakenings, that the enemy is just going to let us have this awakening on a silver platter without any sense of resistance or any obstacles put in our way. We need to think again. And so in the days to come, and I say this by, I submit this to you, 
in the days to come, it is going to require a stepping up in personal responsibility and a stepping up in those things. This is part of an awakening. I know it's not the funnest message. I know it's not the one that, woo, yeah, more I need to do. But the outworkings on the other side of it. Bill Johnson would say this, different ones, actually other leaders in the, in the Bethel, in, in Reading, would say this, that no one does anything there without, without bills. And this is how they work. If you're not willing to pick up Bill's bags, your bags will never get picked up. But the moment that you set your agenda aside and pick up Bill's bags, he will give you the world. And this is what the church needs now. Because we need a revelation of sowing unto the greater anointing. I know humanity doesn't like to hear that. The fact that, well, why do I need to esteem that person higher than another? And it's not so much an esteeming of a person, but it's esteeming of what the Lord is doing through a gift. Amen? Can we say this? Can we move outside of the whatever of the last season into that place that we can simply acknowledge these things and work with these things so that we can see a move of God advance that will change New England. We don't come through these doors because the coffee's so good. We don't come through these doors because, you know, the lights are just how we like it. And Victoria sings the songs we like. And that's why we come. We come because the Holy Spirit has gotten a hold of our hearts. And there is that beckoning from the depths of the inside of us that wants to see more, that wants to see not just our lives change, but the world around us change for the glory of God. And so along with that, there comes that rising up of the body together, rising up of the body together. I've found that some of the greatest breakthroughs in my life have come when I've gotten over myself, stopped being preoccupied with myself, and began to sow unto the spiritual leader that the Lord had assigned me to in that season. Why? Because as I sow my supply into that, is this okay? As I purpose and I sow my supply and I get my mind off myself, it's the law of sowing and reaping, guys. As we begin to sow toward that, you know what? Whatever you need done, whatever you need done, whatever you need done. The thing about the kingdom is it's all about ruling with the heart of a servant and serving with the heart of a king. Come on, we know this, right? That means that there's no toilet too dirty for me to clean. There's no vacuuming too mundane for me to take the hour to do it. There's no whatever needs to be done. I need to learn how to do Mac. I don't know Mac. I know PC. Okay, I'll learn Mac. Whatever it is. Why? Because there, with that heart, with the simplicity of that servanthood heart, there is an anointing upon it that will cause increase to abound within the body. When the when the, the, the simplicity, what it would seem like, the simplicity of the words are projected up onto the screen. 
Well, that doesn't seem like a big thing in the kingdom. Oh, yeah? Well, think about the congregation trying to sing the songs without the words. Trust me, I've been in services. We've all been in services when the words aren't working, and we're all, like, looking back at the soundboard, like, what's going on back there? They know there's a problem. <laughs> I didn't mean to say any of this, but no, listen. There's a hunger in this room for the more of God, right? There's a hunger in this room to create a platform where the, the many and many and many, as the Lord would add daily, could come through these doors feeling a million miles away from the Lord and coming into an encounter with him. But it takes each one of us giving our part, doing our supply, giving, lending that place. If we will take on that garb of a servant, guys, like the Bible says, and I think it's in the Amplified, says that in no ways can be taken from you. Put on yourself the garb of a servant that in no ways, it's an apron, that in no ways can be taken from you. The simplicity of that. He resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. What does it look like in, if we're building a culture of absolute selflessness? Not in just a theory, not in something just to fill a book and, you know, another small group work, but I'm thankful for all of it. Not, you know, how to, how to you know, we're, we're going to have a small group on how to be a servant. No, just out of the simplicity of heart that if I see trash on the ground, even though it's not my week to clean, just simply picking it up without anybody seeing it, without anybody seeing it, Without anybody seeing it, I believe it opens doors in the spirit so that the things that are of greatest desire of our heart, we actually see become manifested because we don't count anything too low. Amen? Amen. You're talking to a, you know, uh, you know, we, we love ministry of helps. We've done, you know, praise the Lord. But even in the season and what we're doing now, it, it's, you know, there's no, what serving needs to be done. There's a, there's a minister named Jesse DePlanis. He went to heaven in 1988. He's got an amazing account of what happened in heaven. And he saw King David and he began to bow before him. And he said, no, don't bow before me. There's only one king that we all bow to. Jesse, we're all servants here. We're all servants. So even the patriarchs of the Bible see themselves as servants see themselves as servants, the simplicity of serving, the simplicity of just esteeming. It's real easy, you know. You get the lineup of, of the amazing gifts that come through this place, you know, and it would seem easy to want to serve them. But what about the person that seems to be overlooked by society? Do we esteem? I'm I'm asking myself this. Do we esteem that person the same as the one that, Humanity seems to give, you know, the president or the governor or whatever would give honor to. Would we give that, that person that seemingly is overlooked, would we give them that same selfless willingness to how can I help you? How can I serve you? What do you need? This is all part of awakening because what's in this man and what's in this woman, that which the Lord has set in them, 
wasn't just given because they hit the, you know, come on Jesus, and they hit the dollar on the prices right in heaven. It came because of decision after decision after decision after decision after tears after decision that no one saw and sacrifice and more decision and more tears. Does the Holy One say, I can trust you with this? And so as we come in line, and we love mom and dad, but it's also that place of, yes, sir, what needs to be done? When we check our emotional stuff at the door, at, when we check our opinions, and I know we all got opinions on how this should be done and that should be done and all of this, and I swear I didn't mean to say any of this. I was going to talk about prayer. But <laughs> this, is, this is prayer, guys. Why? Because the Bible says they'd know us by our love. Well, that's just not us licking up on each other and brushing each other's hair and just, you know, I know, I apologize for the pictorial. <laughs> but we see how the world esteems one another, who they do esteem and who they don't esteem, and why they esteem and why they don't esteem, and the politicking garbage and trash that is all part of the world system. I'm not judging people. It's a fallen system. But we've seen that sewage leak into the church. It's an entirely different thing of the kingdom when out of the simplicity, I'm not doing this without any ulterior motive. Oh, there's a big one. Without, I'm not doing this because if I do this, then I'm going to get ahead. But simply out of the heart-based motivation. I know, this is on the other side of the baptism with fire. <laughs> Why? Because, and I, <laughs> because the place is expanding, guys. It's not just expanding in numbers, but there is a building that is coming. There is a building that is manifesting. There is that that is manifesting. There is the next step that is coming. There is the outworkings of all those things that have to come, but all of the capacity in each one of us has to be increased so that when we step through it in the natural, the capacity's been built in the core in order to be able to facilitate the next step, the next season, what that looks like, which will require more responsibility on everyone, firstly them with more responsibility upon their shoulders. It's going to require the sons and the daughters to stand up and take more upon their shoulders. I sense the pull. I sense the heart. This isn't a room of, of, of stiff-necked, hard-hearted people. This is filled with a room that's filled with people that want more, that want to see more, that want to see the next step going. So hopefully I'm just giving a few little words to wrap around that. Jesus told the parable about you know, the three servants, the master went away. There was the one that got five talents, the one got three talents, the one got one talent. You know, and the one that had five talents, he doubled it. And the one that had three talents, he doubled it. And the one that had one talent went and hit it. 
He didn't do anything with it. There is a gift mix that's resident on the inside of every single one of us. And being part of the kingdom, being part of the awakening, isn't just an invitation to receive a deluge of the glorious presence and worship the worship and sit there and that is the fullness of my kingdom experience. How low? No, Jesus shed his blood, not that we would live on a fence one leg, you know, dealing with the world system and one leg in the kingdom, but that we would come all the way onto that holy altar. We would come all the way onto that throne in heaven. That Irvans altros tu cofander dolce frindo rofendo sindi e rosti findros te provansicardi e provando rona em borosando. There's a responsibility as being sons and daughters, a responsibility of increase in your lives. Increases in prosperity is not simply, uh, at the base would be things that are financial. An increase of our emotional capacity, an increase of our spiritual intelligence, an increase of our ability to work with one another when we disagree that for the purposes of covenant and for the purposes of the assignment, we would put differences aside and say, you know what, for this cause, I'm putting that to bed because we need to move and advance together. There is a calling by the Holy One under each and every one to rise in this hour. A responsibility to increase from where you are this year, you will be further along next year. And it's a journey with him, firstly vertical, that ah, bro, nishan, ah, us and him alone. And then there is the joining together in the corporate anointing. There are places that we need to get to that we can't get on our own. And as my pastor says, we each are like combinations. We are like combinations in the spirit. And as our combinations come together with your combinations, there are things that get unlocked that can't get unlocked otherwise. Why is he praying tongues like that so much? Because honestly, I'm really bored with what I understand up here. But I know that there's a realm that I've been given access to through that baptism of fire that will release things into this realm that will cause us to go higher. And that's where we're going. Because that which he is working in this place will then come, uh, just like the combinations individually come together and those things unlock. Then there are the corporate combinations that then work together with other parts of the body and things open up that shifts things regionally that the enemy has worked through centuries to lock down into a place that seems like it's really hard for the gospel to be preached. And so he pushes a narrative and then gets humanity to partner with it with their words to enforce these things. So it seems like there's these unseen barriers that make it impossible for the church to advance further. 
<laughs> we didn't get baptized in the Holy Ghost simply as the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You didn't get your prayer language simply as an expression that you've been baptized in fire. It is, um, it says in Corinthians that he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men but unto God. For in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. He speaks divine secrets. These aren't mysteries and divine secrets that are wooey and in the ethereal that aren't don't have any um that they don't have any outworkings applicable to our lives guys it's literally like downloads of the outworkings of the kingdom in this hour and even when it doesn't make sense up here, there's that witness on the inside that says, yes, yes, we're going higher. We're going higher. We're going higher. We're going higher. We're moving higher into Rovanto. Higher so we can just, you know, oh, isn't this wonderful? No. Higher so that we can see the hell blown off of humanity's lives. It so blesses me, you know. So blesses me about the, those testimonies of those two. Arovano Shomote, that would come through the waters and have the transformation begin. Have the transformation begin and begin working with them. You know, Jesus said, and I, I think he was talking about Capernaum, but help me, Miles, if it wasn't Capernaum, it was another city he ministered in a lot. But he said that had Sodom and Gomorrah seen the miracles that was done here, they'd still be standing today. What does that say? What does that say? There's something about the miraculous that emancipates hearts. There's something about the miraculous that goes by the intellectual debate of the prevailing winds of society in an era. There's something about the miraculous that opens up the truth about what this is all about and causes people that have been diametrically opposed to the plan of God to simply change their mind and believe that there is a love greater. There is a love relentless. There is a love that is so fiery hot that it has the power to transform any life. I know this is that type of house that wants to see that. Nick, it blesses me, man. Blesses me. We'd met, you know, years ago. What does the next season of transformations look like? I'm thankful for all the programs. I'm thankful for all, all that they do. What does the transformation houses look like? That there's such a sustained presence of God that people walk in and Every chemical imbalance is burned out of their systems. The outworkings of the kingdom requires that on the inside of you, requires those dreams to be birthed. It's not just some imaginary. Sure, it's from the imagination, but it's from the incubator of the imagination under the governance of the Holy Spirit, that we can see these things processed and brought into this realm. Because each of us is truly the greatest portal. We can talk about portals. I'm a prayer. I love talking about portals and doors and come on. Let's just go there, right? 
But when Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, he wasn't just speaking, waxing poetically. There either is or there isn't a rushing river. I just declare strengthening over the Milhams in the name of Jesus. We surround them in the blood of Jesus. We draw a line of the blood of Jesus around their lives. We lift them up right now. Boravandi Rono Andros Endo Kerno Mansto Baroskivano Rono Siprons Ernos Tambranda Erodabans Boravandi Rost Akovani Rosambrovanosto Sambranote Rivano Rans Iko Rans Erono Cover Nauro Berosika Fanjo Romansa Franza Provanso. The very first list to sign your name up to is to pray for their lives and for the plan of God. And I can promise you that 98.5% of that should be in other tongues. Why? Because if we pray out what I think Miles needs to do and how I think Lisa should deal with this and what Victoria should do, you know what? We're going to miss it in the realm of opinion, in the realm of what we think should happen. And we limit the Holy Ghost the one that is limitless, that inhabits limitlessness, that is set limitlessness on the inside of us, wouldn't you say that maybe we should work with limitlessness and allow limitlessness to fuel? He's increasing our capacity in this hour. He's increasing our capacity. But the capacity isn't just so that we have one more thrill. Listen, guys, I'm preaching to myself tonight. The capacity is because that which is coming in the day ahead. Read the book of Acts. The miracles happened, but it wasn't without persecution. I know we don't like to talk about that in church. I know we don't like the thoughts of persecution. But after the year that we've just walked through, I think here in America, we in around the world too, but especially in America, we've gotten a taste of what a limit feels like, which we're unaccustomed to because of the great level of freedom this nation has enjoyed and the church in this nation has enjoyed that many nations, the churches do not have the freedom to freely operate. Here in New England, we got lots of trees. I love it. I love coming back here. Oklahoma has less trees. I'll just, I'll say that and I'll leave it there. They're beautiful in their own way. They have prairies. I saw my first prairie. It's beautiful. I know why it's in the song now. In the mountains to the prairies. Truly majestic. I mean, we saw buffalo. You can't get near them because I I guess they'll charge you. but, But we've got mountains. We've got trees galore. I mean, trees for days. You, you log trees for, for fuel, for fires. There's a certain potential of energy within that wood, right? And then you have miners. I know they've tried to shut down a lot of them, but in West Virginia, they've got a lot of coal. And the coal industry is very important there. And coal has another level of potential. 
And then you go into the different levels of fossil fuels, coal. Then you have oil, petroleum products, natural gas, all of these things that have the capacity to fuel things further. They put planes in the air. They send space shuttles to the moon. They have the capacity within the molecules of those things, right? To push, to propel, to send things. And then as humanity, we've even touched on nuclear, uranium, plutonium. We've made weapons. We have nuclear power plants that operate through fission. And although there is great magnitude of energy that can be very powerful when used correctly and very destructive as well, is still nothing to compare with the fuel that comes from the sun, which is nuclear fusion. There are different levels of energy, right? Wood and Oil don't have the same capacity. Oil, jet fuel, has way more capacity to fuel things further. Prayer has the ability to fuel things on a measure. And there are levels of prayer that we are moving into. And all that I've been talking about, about coming together, working together, coming into the one, the very first place, the very first clipboard, if we still use clipboards, we probably use an app now to sign up for helps, right? The very first place that we should sign up is to pray for these pastors, to pray for the gifts to the body of Christ that they are. And again, I say, I say this with no flattery. As the body of Christ, we need to get a hold of these things. Why? Because if we're going to go higher and affect things at a greater measure, then it requires a greater spiritual understanding. And where there's been a flippancy of, well, I don't know, all that's necessary, you know. Where there's been that loosey-goosiness, I'm not saying in this room, I'm saying in the church on the whole. Where there's been this flippancy and almost even an independent streak of, yeah, well, you know, I kind of take from church like it's a buffet line. You know, I'll have a little of this and a little of that, but I'm good with groaning. I'm good with all this, you know, ministry of help stuff. No, come on. We're, we're growing up. We esteem what the apostles did, right? Peter and James and John. Guess what they did when Jesus was on the earth, though? They cleaned toilets. <laughs> they didn't have toilets there, but you follow me, right? They were the ministry of helps. The willingness of laying everything aside and simply putting on the garb of a servant puts us, prepares us, puts us in the place so that when things are being developed within us, character is being developed within us. Why is character so important? Because if the Lord was to turn the power on and allow us to access it in our immaturity, we would destroy ourselves and likely those around us. But this move of God is not something that will spark and fizzle out, spark and fizzle out, spark and fizzle out. This is a move of God that will not just increase in ascendancy, but it will be an enduring move. It will be an enduring move that will not see a waning to it. It will not just come to a place of what seems like spiritual ecstasy and then wane down and, well, what happened no, because this isn't a move that it was just uh, a man or a woman. This is the people's move. This is the rising of the body of Christ. This is the rising of the body of Christ. 
And I take authority in the name of Jesus over the lie of insignificance that has tried to lock you in a place of, I got born again, but I still have this whole economy of my soul because I know where I miss it and I know where I fall short. Yep. It's time to flush that. But in the simplicity of servitude, the simplicity of how can I help? How can I help? What can I do? What do you need help with? The simplicity of just coming in, just taking five minutes, 10 minutes on our commute to work. Father, I just lift up Miles and Lisa right now. Eco branzo oro venso, indo reve safrando, stamber de nansko, stambrana endo, a rovens o profans in oro veterno rains oke, rasto vino robe ander stambro vendanch antove, a robosca fanjona ranerto, aposando rananche. Or you're in market basket and all of a sudden you just feel a nudge. Orabana covenanso provenzerno romanso, and then. What really gets wild is when we begin walking in these things and we begin to see glimpses. And because they're so sacred to us, we keep those locked between us and God. And we allow them to stay in that place of our prayer language and allow those things to umbrota rovanto because sometimes in prayer, everything in prayer is like a circle. It comes from the Father comes down into us, and he needs someone to lift that back up to him. Out of my immaturity, there has been, I, don't, I can't even list all the times I've run in, you know, my pastors. I saw this. This happened. That happened. This happened. And out of their compassion and their mercy in, in, in that season of my growth, they're so good just to encourage and, and all that. But there are those things that the Holy Ghost wants to work in us, and he wants to entrust that he can keep those things in the place called the mystery of God. So that the outworkings of those things, when they come into manifestation, will astound us far beyond what the simple talking to is about. My pastor says this, there's no such thing as a private conversation. And even in the privacy of our homes or the privacy between us and our best friend, that does not mean that there are not spiritual entities still listening. And there are those things that the kingdom of God is working on that are not in the conscience of the kingdom of darkness. But when a human, when a saint, well, you're making too much out of the devil. No, the Bible says he goes about as an angel of light. He masquerades as an angel of light. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The, don't think for a second, you know, this whole thing about, oh, the devil's an idiot. He's just a moron. Listen, the Bible says he's an evil genius. He was the anointed cherub. He was the one that had jewels in his person that ascended and walked upon the mountain of God. He was the light bearer. Don't think for a second. And he has been around for a long time and has watched humanity. And he uses the same tricks and the same ploys. And one of the biggest ploys that he uses against each of us is the thing that's right under our nose. And he will suggest, and he will move. Well, it's okay. I can just say what I want. I can just 
Well, I'm just, I'm just saying it. It's not, I'm not, I don't mean anything bad by it. I know we just got out of the pool of fire. But this is part of it. Because we don't just go from the pool of fire and an amazing encounter. Just for life to go back to the way it was. Because there's an ascending. There are places. Listen, revivalist. Listen. You are carriers of the glory of God. And the destiny that the Father has for each and every one of you is far beyond. And there is that that he needs for us to come up into. Aham. Borosambo skavain. It's not that we just get to the day that we just raise someone from the dead. There are, there are the walkings. There is, is, the, is the journey with the Lord. Our words. Something Emily and I are just, we're talking about, we're talking about talking. <laughs> constantly we're talking about talking and but that isn't that an amazing statement there's no such thing as a private conversation so on the way to work i promise you as you purpose in your heart, if you can purpose about your giving, you can purpose about this. Lord, I purpose in my hearts to pray for Miles and Lisa. As you begin to sow your spiritual supply and begin to sow in, because just like Ma said earlier, it, it sacrifices, giving, it's, it's giving financially, but it's giving of our time. It's giving of, our, of, of our, uh, the entire economy of our lives. And that place, I can promise you that the things that they face, very little of it they share. How many of you all want to see them get to the other side of those things? Because listen, as they go through, it even shifts the very atmosphere in here because it brings us into this place of alignment and unity. Alignment and unity that no matter how much talking we talk about and how many books we read on unity, we can never get there. It is a heart thing that is birthed out of the Holy Ghost. Here's an experiment. Just think about this. Have you ever been in a major disagreement with someone? And you want to walk in love? You want to, I, can I be real? All right, just, I'm just going to be real, all right? But then you find yourself talking to someone else about the situation and you get yourself more worked up talking about it. You know, well, I just need to vent. Anyone? I won't, don't raise your hand if you've ever said that. I just need to vent. I just need someone to understand. And you get to the end of your venting and you never feel better. Your flesh feels better for a moment, but there's no conclusion. There's no resolution. There's no solution to the issue. But then that person that you were at aught with comes in the room and now there is almost a palpable, tangible, uncomfortableness that the atmosphere, talk about shifting atmospheres, and there's that uh, in the room, right? 
where am I going with this? <laughs> There's that that gets built up in the room. Well, eh, the op, the talking about, <laughs> just, it creates it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it creates it. It builds it. What can we build in the kingdom to the contrary? What can we build to the contrary with our words? If the tongue's the rudder, then what can we build? What can we build? What can we build? In Mark eleven twenty three, 23, and when it says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be removed, be thou cast in the sea. That third word for say is the word Lego. Anybody ever played with Legos? Come on, let's build something together. Let's build something together. Come on, Kingdom Awakening. Let's build something together. Let's build something together. That means, Pastor Ma, I don't know what you go by. Bishop. <laughs> Bishopette. <laughs> Bishopette. <laughs> Let's build something. Let's dream something. Let's build something together. That means that I, then I can actually fuel my words we're going to the next level. We're getting our building. Our helps ministry is growing. We can actually, these words, what do these words do? They actually become the channels through which these things can happen. That it's not just up to, I hope they're on their game this week because I really need it. It's been a humdinger. <sighs> I found something else true too. When I'm all up in my head dealing with stuff, the last thing I want to do is pray for someone else. I just want to sit in, in my pity party pool. My pity party pool. Ah, it's a terrible place. It's terrible. It's not refreshing. It's just awful. But you know what? If on purpose, and, and I promise you won't feel like it, but right in the midst of that, I start praying. I start praying for my pastors, praying for my leaders, praying for that person that is ahead of me in the line at Dunkin' Donuts that just, you know, swore at me or whatever. <laughs> I don't know why they do that, but yeah, you know, it's New England, so right? <laughs> I'm a son of New England. I can say that. But the, the sooner I do that, it shifts things for me. It shifts the pressure. It shifts the circumstance. Come on, Joel got, Joel, Job got healed when he prayed for his friends. Well, that was Job. No, but there's a spiritual principle to it. When I sow to the higher, and I'll, you know, I feel pretty much, praise the Lord, pretty much, I'll finish with this. There's a, there's a prophetess that uh, we all know, Mary Frances Ferrallo. Uh, the amazing, amazing woman of God, just the, how the Lord's used her. She grew up Catholic, and uh, anyways, powerful prophetic voice. And um, she and her best friend from, from childhood, they lost track of each other and then found each other in their 40s in the same church in Nashville, Tennessee. And they were prayers, and they would go to their and I don't know if I shared this before or not, but they would go to their church every day, Monday through Friday, and pray for their pastors. They'd kneel down, they'd pray for their pastors. Cool things would happen. They were praying one day, and the instruments started playing. 
and it freaked them out, and they ran outside. And they went back in, and it stopped. So they started praying again, and the, and the instruments started playing again, and they ran back outside, and they're like, well, maybe the Lord's trying to tell us something. So they went in and started praying and let the music play. But... Uh, you know, there were just there was a constancy. There was there was not just a golden corral. I'll take some of this today. I'll pray a little today, but they made it. They took it on as a personal responsibility to pray for their pastors. Their pastor, Pastor Bill, would come in a powerful apostolic gift on him, and he'd look at him and say, "What are y'all doing? Praying out your callings?" And they're like. We had more, you know, respect for them than to say anything. And they're in the South and just the way they talk. And anyways, I won't rag on the South, but it's good to see a Duncan's on every corner. That's all I got to say. Anyways. <laughs> and uh, time went by and Pastor Bill came in again. And he said, what are y'all doing? Praying out your callings? Callings for us that use G's. <laughs> And, he, and they said, no, sir, we're praying for you. And he said, what's the difference? And they didn't understand it then, but 20 years later, they got it. Because they become two very powerful prophetesses. But as they yielded, they weren't looking for, well, God, what are you going to do with me? You know, it's hustle, hustle, hustle. What are you going to do with me, God? What are you going to do with me? What's your plan for me, God? What are you going to do with me? As they just put all that to bed and just sewed into the higher. That calling, that anointing in the inside of them began opening up and working. And just as when the fullness of time came, Jesus was born into the earth and when it was time for him to come into his earthly ministry, there was a time, there was a moad. There is a time and there is a moad for that which you've been given glimpses in your heart for. Those things weren't just put there because he is a diabolical father that wants to put a carrot in front of the donkey and just kind of lead you along without a sense that that will ever be accomplished in a place of hope deferment. But there is a journey, and he's looking for cooperation, and he's looking for a response from people. He's looking for a response and a picking up with personal responsibility of, Lord, I will be one whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whosoever means anybody can, everybody won't, but somebody will. It's the same thing. I can promise you throughout the realms of eternity in the ages, plural, to come, that we will never look back with disdain of the time that we spent praying in tongues, working with the Father, working with the Spirit, there's a fueling in the spirit that is required in this hour church for kingdom awakening to come into the fullness of all that the Godhead has planned for it to be. There is a fuel that is greater than nuclear that resides resident on the inside of each one of you. There is um, the glory of God, eternity, resurrection. Resurrection that must be worked in and worked out. And as we yield to that and allow and give that place and begin to fuel this work, 
He'll have you on other prayer assignments. I'm not saying this is the only one, but I can promise you this will be a principal one in your life. As long as this is your home, this is, will be a principal prayer assignment upon your life. It's the same. We have a principal prayer assignment where we are. Why? Because God never created us for us to do this on our own. And there is a supply that is required because there are realms of darkness out there. Listen, the moment that Satan fell, the father could have annihilated him with less than a breath of his nostril. But it was through the plan of the Godhead that through his creation that the enemy tried to destroy. It would be through that very creation coming through redemption that he would take a redeemed humanity and bring every enemy of his son underneath his feet. He chose that every enemy of fractured identity, of addiction, of disease, of fear, of confusion, of insanity, every single one would be brought under the feet of Jesus through a redeemed humanity. And it is a walking together, shoulder to shoulder, with others that have the flicker of fire in their eyes. It is a walking together in this hour that we will see this world transformed for the glory of Jesus Christ. Not because of our great resume and our great abilities within our human capacity, but because we became, as Sister Heidi would say, laid down lovers, yielded vessels that were willing to clean a bathroom, that were willing to make mention in prayer of a spiritual father, a spiritual mother. So what's the limits, Kingdom Awakening? What does this place look like? Well, why do we need a big building? Why do we need that? Because there's a lot of people out there. And I don't know about you, but I have a problem with mediums having millions of followers more than the greatest Christian minister. I have a problem because that means that there is an outcry and a desire for the supernatural and that is beyond innate in humanity. And they're seeking after that that seems to be giving them answers while the church seems to be impotent on the sidelines, bickering among themselves about masks and vax. Sorry. We've got to maneuver this stuff, guys, because if we think this is the last one that he's got up his sleeve, how do we maneuver through these things that seem to not have an answer in the natural? Romos Anderson. Paul said, pray for me at the end of Ephesians 6. Spiritual armor, right? Shield of faith, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, sword of the spirit, loins girt about with truth, right? Feet shod with peace. Did I miss any? I think I got them all. All right. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. All manner of prayer, right? Powerful. God, I love it. And then Paul, who wrote half of the New Testament, said, and pray for me that utterance would be given. 
So this man that was caught up into the third heaven, that was given revelations, the outworkings of the entire, uh, the x-ray of what happened through the Gospels. He needed the prayers of the saints in order for utterance to be given. Utterance was not just a nice message. So he could get his four points out and everyone would go home feeling good after his service. Utterance was revelation from heaven wrapped in words of human vernacular that had the power to break off regional and generational mindsets that have kept people locked into a place where they seem not to be able to connect with the power of God that has the power to bring the breakthrough that they so desire. And so we give excuses of why this didn't work and that didn't work and you didn't follow my nine points and that's why you didn't get your breakthrough. So you have good, well-intentioned Christians that have been going through the motions for 40 years trying to get by. Is anybody else tired of this? The utterance came through the gift. We don't pull on the man. We don't pull on the woman. We pull on heaven through the gift. We pull on that to come forth so that that which the Lord has been working on them with through their journey with the Lord can come out at the very right time so that that which we've been facing, we don't need another word of knowledge personally. We don't need that but in the very service, in the middle of the offering message, the answer can come that can break off that thing that has dogged you for generations he's glorified and we rise higher stronger together in Jesus name so praise the Lord you know what's that song keeps on getting better who's that Maverick keeps on anyways keeps on getting deeper Jeez, you your team sorry that was super corny and I apologize but the the heart of it was there but, you know, it's just, it's precious. It is dangerous to the enemy, dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. I had this thought during worship that, and I know I'm sure this already happens, but I just sense an increase of it upon you. Your workings with dad, your workings with mom, that there will be that that comes from that realm to this. And even the, um, even the crescendos, even the, the, the simplest from, from the, not just song choice, but just far beyond the, all of it will be so, there will be such a synchronicity in the spirit. And it, there is already, but there will be this, that it will come out of you and it will shock him because he'll be like, that's exactly what I needed at that moment. It will, like a wave, just propel just reach out your hands toward Victoria. Father, I thank you for her life. I take authority over anything that would try to hurt this young woman's heart. And I plead the blood of Jesus over her. And I call to those songs that come from the throne. Those songs that have been sung before the throne of the Father. Those songs that are called for for this time. 
for this moment, the songs that will cause regions to shift, the songs that will cause things to break, those places in her heart where she's gotten so lost in you and said, God, I have no more expression for this. I thank you that you bring her up to that next dimension in that next realm of expression. And I thank you for the teams that are raised up. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I see this place exploding. Just. And it's all together. It's just all together. You know what? There's been bumps. There's been bruises. There's been tears. I know. I get it. All together, all together, and we're going to lift up their arms. It's a, it's a corporate response with personal responsibility. That's strengthening. Guys, we have no idea. Paul talked about it, all the things that he went through. And on top of all that, it was the anxiety of of the cares of all the church. What does that mean? The cares of all the things going on in each and every one of our lives. You know, we were just in some services with uh, Billy Burke, who was, um, he, he was healed as a little boy. He was three days away from death. He was healed in the Catherine Kuhlman meeting. His grandmother brought him down and an usher there, there was a sea of people. The place was already full. There was no, there was two capacity and an usher opened a side door. and saw him and his grandmother and said, come here, there's space. And then from the balcony, Catherine called him down. He had cancer through his lungs. He had cancer through his limbs. It was through his whole body. He was three days from death, nine years old, and cancer died that day. And and he, uh, so he's an evangelist, you know, cut from the same cloth. And uh, he said, I come into service. And this really, this really affected me. But every service that he comes into, there are people that pack out those places, guys, facing life and death situations that have come to the end of themselves, that are facing what the world would say would be a hopeless thing, and they're coming in, hoping, trusting, Think about the weight upon, you know, that minister's, on his humanity. Now, I know, I mean, he's trained, he's, he's learned his journey with the Lord. He's learned that I can, he can't take the care of it because he knows on his best day he can't heal anybody. But that doesn't mean that, that the, the visualness of all those things don't try and weigh on a person. Come on. In like manner, you know, we can, we can get so wrapped up in what's going on that we forget, you know, not just moving the church forward, but moving each one of us forward. Moving each one of us forward. Come on, guys. We can give our supply. Help them. Fuel them. Why? 
Because in doing so, we all move forward faster, further, higher. Because it doesn't just impact them. It impacts our place within. This is tribe. This is tribe. This is kingdom. This is how things advance. And people look and say, how did they get there? How are they doing that? And it seems like they became an overnight success. An overnight success. (laughs) Years in the making. How did they end up doing that? And whatever, all the praise the Lord. It's a, you know, it's the diametric. I think about this stuff in the, you know, we move forward. We want Jesus. We want Jesus. We want Jesus. We, we become bridges, and these guys model it so well. They bridge and bridge and bridge. And there's those that don't want to be bridged, have no desire to be bridged, and then use their mouth against those that just wanted out of an authentic heart to bring others into a greater experience of the Lord or a different experience of the Lord. And so there's this, there's this fine line of forging forward, keeping your heart right toward those that have spoken against you. Come on, guys. And still being that bridge so that peradventure, their hearts get changed. The bridge is still here, welcoming them. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. The more we get in lockstep like this, we pick up with the very attributes of dad and mom in the spirit. We pick up with those attributes that they learned from the father. We pick up with those attributes and they become woven into the character of our spiritual DNA. Well, that seems like putting a whole lot on a man or on a woman. No, Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Come on, guys. If we haven't gotten it all figured out in our economy on our own, maybe we might want to look at someone that is a little further along. And I say that humbly because I, I esteem this couple highly. And every time I talk to them, it's, it's not just the love. There's a, there's a reverence because there's, there's a people that know God that don't have a chip on their shoulder that are just looking to bring others further along. And that compels me. I want to do that. I want to learn that. How can I help? Amen? That's kingdom. No one left out. No one left out. Ah, come on. All of the muck and the mire that religion brings, absolutely all of it put to bed at the door. And I promise, you know what? Our humanities are going to get challenged every single day because, you know, you think you, you get over this hurdle and the next thing you know, there's another hurdle and I got to deal with myself again. But the beauty is on the other side of the hurdle, there's, we're just that much closer and we're that much closer. And you know what? There becomes a greater appreciation for one another. And the words that one another have to encourage become that much sweeter and that much stronger. Because we're not in this thing, I'm trying to get ahead because you can't get ahead because if you get ahead, there's less in the kingdom for me. That is so orphanage and so anti-kingdom. It's as, bro, as you get ahead, I want to see you win because when you win, it's my victory. 
I'm telling you guys, as we pierce through this thing, because we're being pioneers, having that pioneer spirit, as we pierce through this thing, we build that place so that others can follow in greater number. Church unstoppable. Come on, guys. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I guess you better help me, Tori, because I don't have much to say now. What else can be said? Other than stand, let's stand. I should see that together. Holy Spirit can do so much more. What the spirit of unity is and where our lives align together and our hearts are soaring together. We'll see a greater measure. We want revival, but do we... requirements we want an outpouring of God's spirit but God's looking for us to partner together to run together so Holy Spirit we just thank you we thank you tonight for the working of your spirit, Father. We thank you. And we ask that just the spirit, your spirit, Father, that would release perfect unity in this place, that Lord, would release encouragement. Lord, we'd serve and run together. speaking to me last week even about keeping up with the horses Jeremiah chapter 12 I believe it is if we can't run God wants us to run together with the horses not just as footmen and that requires everyone So, Father, we thank you. Just reach up because if you want to expand, God will expand you right now within the capacity of what, what you want to do and how the Holy Spirit wants to work inside of you and what that looks like in, in the body, in this body particularly for all that are here. And, Father, we thank you. We just ask for expansion. Lord, expand us as, as leaders. Expand us as, as those who just want to serve you and, and every 
Jeremy was focusing on us as leaders, but I, I, we just come to serve, 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 serve. And so, Lord, we want you to make us an army of servants, Lord, that just serve the kingdom. We serve your purposes. We serve your vision. We serve what you want to do, God. We serve the house. We serve. And we thank you, Father, for your hand upon us. And we just ask that you expand us, Lord. Because, Lord, you came, you came yourself with a towel. You came yourself with a towel to, before you were going to step out of everything that you had accomplished and stepped onto the cross and be and finished everything lord you you came with the towel and so we thank you father we just ask lord that you give us this heart of servanthood we ask that you release the spirit of grace upon us lord that we would see we would be single-minded we would see the kingdom we would see your purposes we would see what you want to do ahead not so that we could uh, fulfill some orphan heart thing inside of us but that we would walk as sons and daughters together into the kingdom realm where you've called us together I thank you that you've called us together to engage these places and to live from this place. So, Lord, we thank you. And, Lord, we bless. We release blessing in this room. We release your heart in this room. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing in every person in this place. worship you and we adore you and we stand before you in Jesus name